Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Government sucks at doing stuff. You're listening to the Pursuit of Happiness Radio. Good for you. The government are a bunch of clowns. The Pursuit of Happiness Radio. Guns don't kill people. The government does. The Pursuit of Happiness Radio. The American government lies to you. The Pursuit of Happiness Radio. It's the government, all right? People don't work there because they're geniuses. The Pursuit of Happiness Radio. We have less brains in Washington right now than we've ever had since we've been a nation. That's pretty loud music. Hi, everybody. I'm Kenny Webster. Welcome back from commercial break. Welcome to hour two of Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness. More with Wesley Hunt, the congressman from the Energy Corridor, coming up in just a little bit. He's in town right now. We're going to talk with him. But before we do that, I'd like to ask you guys a question. It was a question that was recently asked by author Jacob Sullum. And it's a pretty good question about what took place back when Trump got arraigned. It's been a week now. Uh, The news has settled in. People are aware of this. You see the anti-Trump fervor is uh, alive and as exciting as ever, assuming you hate Trump. And so he asked a really quite interesting question here. It's a question about crimes and why we have why do we have law in the first place? The question is this. Was anyone victimized by Trump's 34 alleged felonies? The, the, the case against former President Trump, some have described it as being morally dubious, but legally it's very shaky here. You've heard my position on things like this before. I've talked about it. But even like focusing out of the situation for just a minute, scan the camera back, zoom out with your lens for just a moment and look at the big picture. If nobody is a victim of a crime, why is it illegal? Why is it illegal to do something if there's no victim? What if the victim that the government's trying to protect is you? Is there a point of doing that? Since the New York indictment of Donald Trump was unsealed last week, and, and this is amazing. People all across the political spectrum, critics of Trump, fans of Trump, people that like him, people that hate him, people that don't care about him, uh, have all noticed. There's a, a very shaky case you guys have got here. Some legal problems with transforming one hush money payment into 34 felonies. So in asserting the seriousness of this case, it is it is relevant to ask who was injured by the former president's actions. Because after all, you know, no victim, no crime. Can you explain to me why anything should be illegal if nobody got hurt? I understand. There's 
the possibility that you might have put somebody at risk, right? Like you're driving 100 miles per hour. Okay, you think, all right, nobody got hurt, but you still ought not drive 100 miles per hour. Fair. But in this case, what's the correlation between those two things? How is this, how could this have potentially hurt someone? Alvin Bragg says that Donald Trump, quote, violated state and federal election laws when he instructed attorney Michael Cohen to pay porn star Stormy Daniels. And he he paid her $130,000. And as far as I've been told, I'm still not sure we've ever seen any proof that Donald Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen for that money. Stormy Daniels, in exchange for that money, agreed to refrain from talking about an alleged affair with Donald Trump. So prosecutors in your federal government, they've viewed that payment as an illegal campaign contribution. And Michael Cohen accepted that categorization, categorization, that's easy for you to say. They accepted that, that label they put on it back in 2018. He pled guilty. You remember? But that plea doesn't prove that the Justice Department's interpretation of the law was correct since Michael Cohen, who ultimately got a three-year sentence, was facing charges that could have sent him to prison for decades. It was a plea deal. You understand what a plea deal is, right? Imagine, here's a hypothetical. You arrest a guy with 100 pounds of meth, but he also had, you know, five ounces of weed. And in a plea deal, they might break it down. They said, if you're willing to plead guilty, we'll just charge you with the weed. And you're probably thinking, wow, that's crazy. So they let him off for all the meth or whatever. Yeah, believe it or not, things like that actually happen. If you're willing to just plead guilty to this, we'll drop all the charges for that. They do that. The federal government does that. So... By accepting a plea deal, it doesn't actually mean the person's guilty of that thing. I don't think any legal expert would. I mean, legally, they're guilty, but it, but in reality, it doesn't actually mean they mean that they committed the crime. You, you get what I'm driving at here? The best interpretation of the law is that it simply is not a campaign expense to, play, to pay blackmail for things that happened years before one's candidacy. And thus, nothing Cohen did is a campaign finance crime. Therefore, if nothing Cohen did was a campaign finance crime, how could what Trump did be illegal? At the very least, it's unclear whether paying blackmail to a mistress is for the purpose of influencing an election, and so that must be paid with campaign funds or a personal use, and so prohibited from being paid with campaign funds uh, is the point that they're trying to make here. So when you hear 34 felonies, 34 felonies, y'all, there must have been a victim. Somebody must have been hurt by this or could have potentially been hurt by this. Who would have potentially been hurt by this? Nobody. There's nobody that would have potentially been hurt by this. The only point of doing this is to try to rig the next election. It's drive-through voting all over again. It's, it's Russian collusion hoax all over again. It's just, it's just one more way to... It's, it's, it's suppressing the information re- revolving around Hunter Biden's laptop story all over again. This is election interference. I think it's Alvin Bragg that's breaking the law here. Alvin Bragg thinks voters suffered because they were deprived of damaging information that might have influenced their choice between Trump and Hillary Clinton. But, I mean, guys, I remember the 2016 election vividly. We all knew about the Stormy Daniels thing. Trump had a long, widely familiar history of of, of being a womanizer. It seems unlikely that yet another one would have swayed voters who were otherwise inclined to support him. In fact, I would be willing to bet a lot of people voted for Trump because he slept with porn stars and supermodels, or because they believe he did. Suppose Trump had used campaign money to directly pay off Daniels, as the Justice Department's theory in, in this case against Cohen suggests he should have. 
rather than using personal funds to reimburse Cohen. The result would have been the exact same. Daniels would have kept quiet for, a t- for the time being, and any scandal would have been postponed until after the election. Nothing would have been any different. To convert Trump's uncharged and unproven violations of federal law into a state crime, Bragg is relying on a New York statute that makes it a misdemeanor to falsify business records with, quote, intent to defraud. According to Alvin Bragg, Trump did that by misrepresenting his reimbursement of Cohen as a payment for legal services. But again, if he didn't reimburse Cohen, did he even do any of this? So the victim in all this, if there is one, was the government. The government had an interest in prosecuting debatable violations of state election law that hinge on debatable interpretations of federal law. It's hard to muster much indignation at that injury, let alone enough to support, what was it, 34 felony counts? I'm listening to Pursuit of Happiness Radio. This is Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness on KPRC 950, Houston. Y'all know, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have complaints about anything that my very controversial guest on the show said today, <laughs> Congressman Wesley Hunt, download the iHeartRadio app, and there's a little button you could push while you're listening to this radio show or our morning show or the podcast. It's called the Talkback feature. You can leave us a 30-second voicemail message. You don't have to call the show and sit on hold. It's better than it's better than sitting on hold. Use that. You will hear your voice on the show coming up in just a little bit. Now, uh, there's a lot going on in the news today. There's a lot to react to. Uh, Congressman Wesley Hunt in the building right now. I guess my my my... There's one thing everybody's been talking about right now. What beer do you drink now that you can't drink Bud Light anymore? Oh, my. So I kind of have a rule. Like, I'm a big, like, like IPA guy. Big IPA guy. So Me too. So Ghost in the Machine is, is what I had yesterday, and I just... Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. It's on tap. I guess you know this. Oh, yeah. At the bar downstairs from your office. Yes, it is. And you can <laughs> ghost in the machine. And then what's the other thing they have there? Doc, Dr. Juice? Have yeah, you Dr. Had- I've had Dr. Juice. Yeah, and Voodoo Ranger. All right. I know that you and Dan are big friends. Fan. You and Dan are friends, but you don't always agree on politics. I don't expect you to react to this, but he did something embarrassing. He made a video where he... <laughs> <laughs> you guys already know about this? He made a video. Yeah. He, goes uh. to the, he goes to the fridge in his house. It's all Bud White. It's all Anheuser Busch stuff. It's Carbock. <laughs> hey, I got nothing against Carbock. That's, it's, it's, it's delicious. No, that, Carbock is great. It's great beer. That's a great Houston yeah. brand. But a, but a lot of people are dunking on Crenshaw. You and Dan don't always agree on policy, but, oh, yeah. but, you're, but you're cool with each other yeah, yeah, as yeah. people. You know, you're both military veterans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You talk to all the military veterans, right? Yeah. You guys must be frustrated at what we didn't really we got into this, but we didn't really get into it in the last hour. Trump's getting blamed for Afghanistan. Yes. Trump wanted to withdraw the troops from Afghanistan. Now, Joe Biden claims he didn't have a plan. There was no plan in place. Joe steps in and undoes every plan that Trump has. Uh-huh. This is the one thing where he couldn't have just called Trump on the phone and said, How are we going to execute this? So President Trump had in place a conditions-based withdrawal. It wasn't based on a day or a time. It was based on the conditions that were set that we gave to the Taliban, and they had to obey us, not the other way around. Right. So when Joe Biden took – and by the way, the last two years, we had peace in Afghanistan. The last 18 months, we didn't lose a single soldier, which is 
excellent work, by the way, by the uh, Trump administration. And then what happened? And within, within a few months of Joe Biden taking the presidency, he wanted to be out by 9-11. That was his goal. 9-11 got us into Afghanistan. And I, Joseph Robinette Biden, I am going to be the one on 9-11 to get the troops out. And then I will do a victory lap. And then this will be the best day of my presidency. And you know what he did? He got 13 soldiers killed. That's it. Period. And then, and then he and point then, blank. And then they and then they drone bombed some human rights people and said it was ISIS and it acted like it never happened, dude. Come on, is why aren't liberals mad about this? Isn't that I'm sold? When you and I were in college, so you know what I will say. I think some liberals and some Democrats. So we watched people fall out of planes, right? So you, you can't act like that didn't happen. No. We watched the chaos that was in Afghanistan. We watched the imagery that reminded us of, of, the, of the fall of Saigon. We watched that. So even some liberals are like, yeah, but I mean, you can't act like I wasn't there. You can't insult my intelligence. We watched this play out live. Looking at his watch during the Marines' funeral. I was getting there. Yeah. Oh, That's I'm the <laughs> most. De- <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, That's the worst part. That was the, that was the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen a president do. And so in welcoming these brave soldiers in their castle, to in order to send them to their final resting place you mean to tell me you don't have enough time and enough discipline to just stand there and honor these brave men and women that gave their lives and you are checking your watch not once but repeatedly yeah he's an embarrassment that's it that's absolutely it and then usa today's fact checker runs an article that said he didn't look at his watch and then they had to fix it because the internet got flooded. He with was people. clearly looking at his watch. <laughs> like, you know what's really funny, too? He was trying to be, like, coy about it, right? Like, <laughs> like bro, we see you. Like, uh, like we know what you're doing. Also, where do you got to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You're the president. Your whole, you're the president. <laughs> your whole day's planned out for you. There's handlers that are going to take you everywhere. It's the same thing with watching him, like, like shuffle and jog around. Like, why are you jogging? Right. You don't have to jog anywhere. No, You're the it, president. Everybody waits for you. Stop running. It makes no sense at all. Um, so what do, what do you think we're going to get out of this trip to Ireland? Is this for, just for show? It seemed kind of weird. We needed a diplomatic mission to Ireland, and Hunter needs to be there. Kenny, what have we gotten anything from this president? Nothing. This. So what, what's, what, what's, what's going to be different about this trip? For four years, <laughs> they had to invent problems. Yes. Russian collusion, this and that. Don Jr. is a coke addict. They said, then... Now we've got a president whose kid really is a coke addict. <laughs> they don't even want to talk about that. No one's anything about it. Isn't that amazing? I don't think Don Jr. was a junkie. I no. really, I mean, if he was, explain it to us. They've never no. shown us why. They love no. telling you that. You know, that that's the compliment that even Hillary Clinton gave to President Trump. Right. Was that your children, your, your children are, are, are upstanding citizens. Yeah. There's no denying that. Because, because if Trump's children behaved like Hunter Biden, there'd be hell to pay. Yeah. But you hear nothing about it. Well, what are you going to say? His daughter had a great fashion brand. Right, <laughs> right, right. They're all responsible adults. Like, like they're not getting arrested. Um, they're not doing, you know, you know, crack in Russia. Like, n- n- like none of that is happening. No. So, so now what? Yeah, I think Don Jr. seems like a cool guy. I like him. Uh, very politically active. I like what he's doing. I'm going to be on his podcast in two weeks. They claim that. Is that right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. That'll be very cool. How do people hear that? Um, we'll definitely send it out. But it's, it's podcast is called Triggered. I just get you search for Don Jr. podcast. Triggered and Can, triggered. It'll it'll pop up. Supposedly, his other daughter Tiffany, who was going to law school the yeah, whole time, Georgetown, and yeah. So now she's getting into it. Supposedly, I don't know if that's true or not, but that she's been helping out with the campaign and stuff. Is that do you see her as being kind of like the potentially, next potentially the yeah. next Ivanka? Potentially, yeah. And I, I think. I think on this on on this next run, I get the impression that President Trump, yeah, we have unfinished business, right? 
and and I think a lot of people are kind of trying to criticize him by saying, well, the family's not there, they're not front center, and this, that, and the third. Well, his family's always there. His family always has his back. I think now this is a this is a concerted effort for the next four years to realize I have got to win so we could save this country. I can only win, I can only run one more time. I can only be the president for four more years, and this is what we must do in order to get us back on track. And he's right. laser focused on that. And if you watch the interview last night with Tucker, it was very measured. It was very good. I was very impressed. He has he he is focused. He's got the eye of the tiger, and I am really excited to see what happens over the course of the next year. Whenever I look at Twitter and I see that Baron Trump's name is trending, two things occur to me. Like, what awful thing are people saying about a teenager? Have you seen how tall that guy is? And yeah, that was my next question. What kind of cereal is he eating? Massive. How is he like nine foot five or Massive. something like that? Massive. So when I had to, and when I had dinner with President Trump a few months back, he talked about how like he's so upset with his son because Baron likes soccer, and President Trump's like. <laughs> You're, you're a 6'10". Why aren't you playing basketball? I mean, well, obviously. <laughs> like, he doesn't like, but he just doesn't like basketball. Yeah, he'd be absolutely great at it. All right, so when you get back to Washington, how long are you in town for? What's going on while you're here? I'll be, I'll be up there. I'm actually doing a hearing this weekend in New York City. That's going to be on, on Monday. Um, it's, it's actually going to be a judiciary field hearing. So yeah. can't wait for that. And then I'll be in D.C. through through Thursday then back home, and then I'll be back in D.C. the following Monday. Dude, I'm excited. Wesley, we've sent a lot of politicians to Washington. You know, not like I did it, but our listeners have rallied around a lot of candidates. You are, like, of all the people we've sent, you're the person that I find to be the most promising. We have sent people there that I won't mention names that immediately disappointed us. Some of them were suspicious about him. Some of them were like, hey, he's doing fine. You are the one guy that seems to be making all of our listeners proud. Thank you, man. I've not heard anybody complain about you. Things that people suspected about you, you know, (laughs) you know, there are things people that turned out not to be true. Yeah, wait a minute. I I don't hear from those people anymore. Yeah. How do you handle criticism? I handle it very well. I take it with a grain of salt, and I just be myself. And then eventually who you are will eventually come out. People will see you for who you are. And then I think a lot of people that were haters that that made some assumptions about me for various reasons. We don't, we don't need to get, get into that right now. I think, I think I we've think, discussed I think it we on the show. That, I think we put that at, at ease. Yeah. I mean, you explained it on the show. And then months later, I had people reach out to me and be like, well, he's not like a neocon war hawk. Or, I was like, no, <laughs> no he's, he's, he's hanging out with Jim Jordan and Trump. We told you guys. Wesley, I'm proud of you, dude. You're always welcome here. We Thank love you, having brother. you on, my man. Appreciate it, Congratulations. Man on the baby. I want to tell you something about this baby. <laughs> he is going to have to watch TV to fall asleep when he becomes an adult. 100%. Just, I, just like his dad. I, I have the same thing. I grew up in a house with a lot of people talking, uh-huh. and now as an adult, every night I got to put on TED Talks to that's, fall asleep. That's it. Look yeah. at him. He hasn't woken up the whole time. Oh, no, no. That's my guy. That is a talent. And <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, James, you guys are doing awesome. Thanks for coming by, boys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Man. This is the Suits of Happiness Radio. This is Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness on KPRC 950 Houston. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're going to get to your voicemails in one short moment. And a little news from the Windy City, Chicago. But first, let's check in on Joe Biden in Ireland. Can we go there? 
welcome back to the BBC's exclusive coverage of US President Joe Biden's historic trip to Northern Ireland. As you can see from our wide view camera shot, the American leader has arrived on his plane, Air Force One. He's currently waiting on board the plane to exit and greet the leaders of Ireland on the tarmac. The delegation of Irish diplomats are all patiently waiting for the US President. Okay, the doors have been opened. The President is making his way down the plane stairs to Irish diplomats. And he's almost there. He's extending his hand to thank the leaders of Ireland. Hey, wait, wait, hang on. What's that sound? It appears as though an ice cream truck has appeared across the tarmac. Oh no, the US leader has been distracted. He's turning towards the ice cream truck and away from the leaders of Ireland. The leaders of Ireland appear confused and somewhat offended. But President Biden doesn't care. He's determined to get to the ice cream truck. Oh no, this is tragic. The entire diplomatic mission has been hijacked by cookies and cream. This is truly a sad day in US-Irish relations. I'm your ice cream man, stop me when I'm passing by. Oh, I um, I almost forgot what we were going to do right after I got so caught up with the excitement of Ireland. There we go. It's time once again for voicemail messages from you. The following voicemail messages were sent from listeners just like you using the iHeartRadio app. If you want to send us a voicemail, just download the iHeartRadio smartphone app and push the talkback button. You can send us a 30-second audio recording that we will play on the show at a future date. Probably because it would be impossible to play your audio messages on a previous date. So what are you waiting for? Download the app and leave us a message today. Yes, it's true, my friends. It's that time again. It's time to listen to your voicemail messages. Now, I always remind you, since I don't listen to these ahead of time, you know, that's part of the fun. You get a candid response. I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. Please don't swear when you leave us a voicemail message using the talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Got it? Good. Okay. I think I, I knew that you probably would. All right. Let's go ahead and listen to the voicemail, starting with this one. Hey, Kenny. This is Eric out in Hockley. I think we ought to take the trans-collegiate swim team agenda to the extreme and the right either recruit and or pay uh -huh. college male swimmers to identify as trans, join the women's team until there are actually no women on the team. I see what you did there. See, I, I kind of get the impression it's going in that direction anyway. I think we talked about this yesterday. you got to wonder, how much farther in the future will it be before college recruiters go out and actually try to find trans athletes, knowing that it'll make their women's sports team do better? Of course, you know, how many... No, no offense, ladies, but how many women's sports teams are so important that they would send a scout out? I, I'm sure there's a basketball, perhaps, right? Women's basketball, that's something people... Softball, maybe... Is there any trans guy out there that wants to be a softball star? Because it already seems to be going in that direction, right? Kenny, there should be no shortage of voicemails with an all-you-can-eat cornucopia of craziness out there to comment on. This government-sanctioned lunacy is a double-think smokescreen muddying up the waters to obscure what the WEF is really up to. The censorship industrial complex infiltrates every platform. We appreciate you sharing your megaphone on the best afternoon show on the air. Over and out. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. Well said, my man. We we didn't have too many voicemails the last few days, but there, there are several today. So I just want to let you guys know, if you leave the voicemail, it will get on the air, even if it's not good. And, and that was a good voicemail, by the way. Hey, Kenny. In regards to Taiwan, 
we unfortunately do not have the resources to help them. We shouldn't be helping Ukraine anymore either, but we're stuck in that right now. Right now the world is a plane and it is crashing. If we don't put our mask on first, we're not going to be able to help others put theirs on. Right. Daniel from Houston. Daniel, it's day. well explained, my man. That's such a good analogy. You get what he's saying about the mask, right? If a plane is going down and the masks fall down from the ceiling, you're supposed to put your own mask on first. Do you know why? Because you can't help anybody else out if you're not getting oxygen. If the person next to you passes out, you could help them if you're able to get oxygen. But if they, if you don't have any oxygen, then you can't help them out. You get what I'm saying? That's a great analogy, and he's right about that. Now, the point that he made about helping Ukraine and Taiwan, while technically what he said is true, it, it really should go the other way, shouldn't it? I mean, we actually stand to gain something from helping Taiwan. Taiwan, I understand, we, you know. Our, our foreign policy strategy in, in, in the Far East there is to be ambiguous, to not really explain it's, it's one China, we're not really going to get involved in this whole thing, but we actually gain something if Taiwan wins, and they win just by continuing to exist. We get nothing if Ukraine wins. If Ukraine wins, we get nothing. We get squat. We have more problems, right? If Ukraine loses, we also get nothing. So what's the point of giving them anything? It makes no sense. Hey, Kenny, Paul here. Thanks for having Steve Toth on. I gained a great state representative when I moved to the Woodlands. I was very happy to work for his re-election campaign last year. I need to shout out to an actual Let's Go Brandon, Brandon Creighton, my state senator, who is also awesome. As Jesse Kelly says, move to a place where people think and vote like you. Right. And when you get there, you must work to keep things the way they are. The left never rests. Neither can we. Amen. Cheers. Yeah, it's so true. Balkanize is what Jesse often says. Jesse, a good friend of mine. Um, you know, we, we both started our shows at the same time and I, I, I love Jesse. I'm glad to see he's doing, he's been very successful uh, in this industry and it's very cool to consider him to be one of my peers. Jesse's right. If you don't live somewhere where people think the way you do, go somewhere where they do and then fight to keep that place the way it is. You know, I, I hate to use myself as an example here, but I lived in Chicago and I, we all know how bad it is there. So I moved to Harris County, which was at the time a red county. It was a Republican-controlled county. That was 10 years ago. Now it ain't. And you could see how that's a problem, right? But even still, I mean, at least I'm thankful to live in the one conservative part of the city. I live in the one part of the city that liberals don't completely control right now. Let's hope it stays that way. So you were talking about AI commercials fooling the voters? I thought we already had that happen when Tina Fey portrayed Sarah Palin about the Russian coast. Yeah. I think that was the exact point this morning that one of my co-hosts made. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, when you left that voicemail. But, yeah, Sarah Palin. There are people that thought that Sarah Palin and Tina Fey were the same person. Now, we've I, I know it's weird to think in retrospect, right? Tina Fey, a Saturday Night Live cast member, to her credit, looks like they do look alike. And Tina Fey is a very good actress. She was very good at doing an impersonation of a soccer mom type personality of, a you know, an upbeat uh, a woman from Alaska. That's essentially what that was. But there were actually people that believed that they were the same person. I'll never, end. it's so weird looking back on it. I, you know, it didn't make sense at the time. It doesn't make any sense now either. Hey, coming up in a little bit, uh, Tim Mathis, comedian Tim Mathis is stopping by. We're going to talk about Walmart and, and, and being on a McDonald's diet and other weird news stories I like to save for the end of the show. But before we get to that, here's another story about Walmart you may not have heard about. As you guys know, I grew up in a, a small town about an hour from Chicago. So as a young adult, 
my first jobs in broadcasting were in the Windy City. It was a, it was a, as horrible of a place as it was to live, expensive, dangerous. You've heard cold. You've heard about Chicago. It was not a bad place to start my broadcast career. I found like-minded individuals. I found great opportunities while I was there. And then as soon as I was able to, I got out of there. Thank God, right? Breitbart.com today reports Walmart is closing four of its remaining eight stores in the imploding Democrat-run city of Chicago. You heard that they they had a year-old Whole Foods in San Francisco that just got shut down because crime there was so bad. As bad as that is, imagine four Walmarts shutting down in Chicago. Now, I'm so old, I can remember when the local government tried to prevent Walmart from coming to Chicago because years ago it was claimed that the Walton family donated way too much money to Republicans. Now it seems as though they're kind of begging them to stay. I wonder what's changed over the last five years that they suddenly need to go. Apparently, according to Bloomberg here, Target has 23 Chicago locations, technically true. But if you look at the map, you see a stark difference between where those locations are at, the suburbs, the north side. Competition's not killing Walmart, especially not from Target. They're not even in the same place. Target and Walmart have survived side by side for decades. They attract a slightly different clientele. Target Target is basically fancy Walmart, right? If that sounds snobbish, I got to say I prefer Walmart, but I, I live closer to a Target, so it is what it is. But Chicago has one problem. The voters, they're nuts. We assume after current Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost the Democrat primary, that the city was coming to its senses. We were wrong. They're actually replacing the mayor with somebody that is much, much worse. Democrats can empty the prisons, but they can't make us pretend that they haven't emptied the prisons by risking our life in certain parts of the town, right? Democrats could decriminalize shoplifting, but they can't make businesses pretend shoplifting wasn't decriminalized by remaining open until they filed bankruptcy. Again, you know, this is all on the voters. Sorry, Chicago, but it's your own fault. Chicago voters are obviously happy to live in a third world crap factory and, and, well, you get what you vote for. According to a new report, exaggerated statements are up by like a billion percent. And now more of the highest rated show on radio, Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness. For a very long time, as a Catholic, I've been in these awkward situations where I'm at a bar, a restaurant, a social function, you know, whatever it is. And I, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I'm Catholic. I'll tell people I'm Catholic, and then they look at me like, oh, my God, why would you admit that out loud? And, I'm, you know, I'm happy to talk to anyone about anything. You know how sometimes you get uncomfortable in a public place? When someone asks you an awkward question, well, not me. Whatever gene inside of you makes you feel uncomfortable when there's a tense, awkward moment, doesn't, it just doesn't work with me. But Everyone in the room will be uncomfortable way for 20 minutes before I get uncomfortable, if I even do. But, you know, often when I tell people I'm Catholic and they're like, oh, Catholic. So, all right, well, what's wrong with being Catholic? It's something about, well, I've heard that priests have sex with little boys. Hang on. Yes, that probably has happened. I mean, I've never witnessed it firsthand or anything, but we've heard about it, right? But part of the only reason why you hear about it in the Catholic Church is because the vow of celibacy. Like, do do you think that sexual abuse doesn't happen in Judaism or Mormonism? I could go on Hinduism. Do you think there's never been a child-molesting Hindu leader? Guys, it exists in every religion. It's sad, it's sad, but true. It's not, it's not specific to any, certainly not specific to the Catholics. 
look at this weird thing that just happened with the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama had to apologize for asking a little boy to suck on his tongue. The two of them were met each other in India, and they had this very, very awkward moment where the, the Dalai Lama wanted to get, like, physically intimate with the little boy while people were looking. Now Cardi B is speaking out again. It's against it. Yes, Cardi B, the rapper behind the song WAP, which stands for wet-ass P-word, get a bucket and a mop for this noodle or what? Anyway, Cardi B didn't mince words over the controversial video of the Dalai Lama kissing a young boy on the lips and asking the boy to suck his tongue. Uh, Cardi B unleashed a slew of expletives denouncing the Buddhist spiritual leader, even going so far as to call him a sexual predator. And it, it, it actually gets worse than that. Have you or someone you know been inappropriately licked by the Dalai Lama? Don't delay. Call the law office of Brigham Young and Fast today and join our class action lawsuit against the Dalai Lama. For too long, the Dalai Lama has used his influence as an international spiritual leader to lick vulnerable people. He's also been known to stiff golf caddies for tip money. And then when caddies get upset because they're trying to earn a living, he promises them total consciousness on their deathbeds. Wait, what? This must stop. I think I saw that movie. If you or someone you know was asked to suck the tongue of the llama, don't delay. Call today. Operators are standing by. Since this is very bizarre, it's a strange thing to talk about. We reached out to a guy who's very comfortable talking about strange things, probably as comfortable as I am. Stand-up comedian, a Navy veteran, and notable Texan living abroad in a, the People's Republic of California, Tim Mathis. Homie, get, give us the skinny on this, Timmy. What's what's your take on the Dalai Lama sucking on a little boy's tongue or, or not or whatever? Uh, I think maybe he was just lost. Maybe he was having an Epstein flashback. Uh <laughs> You know, the llama's been famous for a long time. There's a good chance he's been to the island, just like a lot of producers out here in Hollywood. Boy, you're, that's a good point. You're out there working on movies, doing stand-up comedy shows, but you are surrounded by people that probably have asked a little boy to do something disgusting on a couch. That's the kind of thing that happens in Hollywood. Yeah, it's weird, you know, like... uh Anytime you get a gig at Nickelodeon or Disney, you don't want to sit down anywhere. You don't know what's been where. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's a it's a little weird out here. You know, I'm producing my own movie right now, and when you tell people that, they just assume the worst. Oh no, 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 not good. But but you're you're not using a lot of child actors or anything, are you? Oh no, no. That's one of my main rules: is don't work with uh, kids or dogs. No dog. Uh, okay. Well, why the dogs? Well, yeah. animals in general. Animals in general, because animals are expensive to work with. Oh, okay. It's not because of that woman in Mississippi that just got into trouble for having sex with a dog. Oh wow! No, I, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, but, uh, apparently in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Well, Laurel, Mississippi, right outside of Hattiesburg, a 19-year-old girl has recently been arrested for. Well, you no, you get it. Yeah. No, you 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 explained it as well as you need to. Uh, yeah. No, I mean that is that is. Pretty much animal cruelty right there. So yeah, I would go ahead and uh, lock her up. You strike just me. Make a- sure, just make sure not to put her in the kennel. Ah, yes, that's what they. Yeah, well, I think that's what they did, Tim. Hey, Tim, you strike me as the kind of guy that probably shops at Walmart once in a while. Oh, I love Walmart. I'm uh, I'm a, uh, a a known white trash. So Walmart is my ish. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure you've probably gone into the. Uh, in, into the clothing department there and bought some great value brand clothes a time or two. No shame in that. Walmart is in trouble right now. They have a T-shirt that they were selling that was supposed to promote recycling. And apparently hidden on the T-shirt is the C word. 
And this was right there in plain sight. You know, it's Walmart. It would have been it wouldn't have been that shocking to see it at Spencer's Gifts, but it's a little weird to see it for sale at Walmart. I mean, yeah, it is weird. I, I wouldn't think they would sell Hillary merchandise at Walmart, <laughs> but um, you. you know, so did people just assume it was a Clinton shirt? I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought so. Yeah. Um, Target also in the news today. Tim Mathis, there is a Target security guard in Blue Ash, Ohio. Who's he's not in trouble actually. There's a video of him cold cocking a woman in his in his office. For those that haven't seen this news story or seen the video yet, a very large obese woman whose skin color I won't mention, it doesn't matter, walks into a Target in Ohio, fills up a grocery cart with $1,000 worth of groceries, brings it to the checkout, and instead of paying for it, she says, I'd like these groceries for free as reparations. And, of course, the person that works at the checkout at Target isn't, doesn't have the authority to give you free groceries because of slavery 200, 300 years ago. It's not, it's not how it works. So she gets very angry, gets somewhat aggressive, chases a security guard into his office, a skinny white boy, he turns around, he punches her, cold cocks her, lays her out on the floor. Cops show up. She gets arrested. Tim, your reaction? Uh, she forgot she was in Ohio. <laughs> you know, if this was New York, L.A., Chicago, you know, name a city. Austin. be fine and dandy. You know, honestly, they probably would have arrested him and shut the store down. Yeah. But, uh, or, or given her, you know, more merchandise. But this this is Ohio. You know, you, you make the mistakes in a red city, you're going to actually face some sort of legal and uh, and and personal problems. It's, it's really weird how the law works once you get out of certain jurisdictions because it actually kicks in. You know, even more confusing here, although you can't, you know, try to reason with insanity, but Ohio is not a Confederate state. Uh, Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota, the home of of Target. I don't even think that was a state during the Civil War. It certainly wasn't part of the Union. I don't remember the state of Miss Minnesota being involved in the <laughs> in the fight for uh, the Civil War. But but apparently they are supposed to owe money for reparations, according to this woman. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, I I think the the main place that's coming from is that San Francisco thing, which doesn't make sense in and of itself because it's like California wasn't a slave state or anything. Were they were they even part of the union at that time? No. I, know I have a history degree. I should know that, but I don't think so. So no. it's like, you know, what are we talking about? You know, maybe, maybe if you were in uh, a Southern state, you could at least argue, but you know, yeah, you're, you're North of the Mason Dixon line. So, eh, what are you going to do? Tim, there's a guy named Kevin Magnus and he's made headlines. He's a 57 year old from Nashville. He has vowed to eat nothing but McDonald's for a hundred days, 50 days into this experiment, roughly a three, four month long experiment, depending on how you do the math. Uh, he's, he claims to have lost 34 pounds. Do you believe him? How many days into it is he? He claims he's about halfway there. 50 days, I guess, is what they're saying. I mean, if you're only eating the bare minimum, I guess you could maybe do it. How many meals a day is he? That was my that was my question. It's not clear, but there's a photo of him. There's videos of him on TikTok where he appears to be eating like a McGriddle and an apple pie, and you just think, man, there's no way you're losing weight eating that. Yeah, yeah, the McGriddle is that that in and of itself has got to be a thousand calories. That's do y'all understand what a McGriddle is? It is a breakfast sandwich between two syrup infused pancakes <laughs> what a country america is tim you're coming to town soon where are you performing i am going to be in bay city 
Texas on Saturday, this Saturday, at Shulman's Movie Bowl and Grill in Bay City. We've done this show a couple of times. I love it. It's a great show. we got a great lineup for you. So come on out and see us at Shulman's Movie Bowl and Grill in Bay City, Texas, this what, Saturday. What time are you performing? Uh, show starts at uh, 6 p.m. You know, I may need to come out to that one. That sounds very – is it just one show hey, or are there two shows? Out. Like I said, it's a, it's a movie bar and grill. So even after the show, before the show, you can make a date night of it. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't bring the kids to my show, uh, you know, if you have kids, for those of y'all that are listening. But, yeah, bring the wife, bring the family, uh, come on out. My brother, Tim Mathis, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Tim Mathis Comedy. To the rest of you, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We wouldn't have a show if you guys didn't listen to us. So thank you. I appreciate having a job, and I, I look forward to you being back here tomorrow. Have a great afternoon. to the pursuit of happiness radio tell the government to kiss your ass when you listen to this show the other day here in houston i was walking down the street and i saw a guy running at me with a knife and i got ready to fight him i used my strength it turned out he wasn't running at me and a knife it was just a kid with a skateboard that's what i thought yeah but 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 with the training i got at starting strength gym in houston and katie texas i yeah. would have been ready if it was a knife guy i don't know if y'all heard but kenny's been uh bulking up lifting the iron pumping uh you know getting crazy with it uh you, you do it a starting strength now when are you going to get to finishing strength uh, now there'll be people make that cliche joke all the time but it's true stronger people are harder to kill they also live longer that's true and starting strength gym in both houston and katie is a fun cool place to work out with like-minded individuals wink wink don't you want that yeah you do work out with people that value and believe in the things you do you'll get stronger much stronger in a very short amount of time it's challenging but it's easier than you think <sighs> How do you find this place? Search for Starting Strength Houston or Starting Strength Katie in your favorite search engine. I Come work out with me. Do you wear special outfits? I do.